Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Welcome back, guys. Welcome in for everyone who is returning, everyone who is just checking us out for the first time. Uh, I am No Gimmicks, a.k.a. Devin, and I'm also with my brother. Gengar Greasy. And uh, today, we're going to start out by saying uh, thanks for tuning in. Episode 5 of the Poke Tower Podcast. We're yep. five, five weeks into this venture, and we appreciate all of you guys for doing this. It's actually phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, the support has been unreal. Yeah, I'm blown away, and I'm just I'm just happy and thankful that we can continue to do this every week. Yeah, every, everyone that's reached out, it's, it's basically been the same comment. It's just like we're just two regular dudes that like yeah. collecting. Pokemon but you guys cards. are eating it up. Yeah, and you guys you guys love it. So this there's no words to show the appreciation. You know, yeah. we're not going to beat it up too much, but uh, we are. We I'm appreciate glad. It. I'm glad it helps you guys. Like we're literally what last week we gave away a card. We literally, if that, if that, if Zard God ninety one, I, I can't remember Zard God ninety six, whatever his name was on TikTok, yeah. If he grades that card, we literally gave that guy a seventy dollar bill as prices right now. So you yeah. guys know with the PSA holdouts, it could be upwards of a hundred bucks, especially with X Y Evolutions getting so popular. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's a good point. We're glad that we're bringing value, and we are more than happy to give away you know some rare cards, to you guys, and get you going. You know, for for people that maybe not be able to get uh, cards all the time. So, thanks for checking us out. And, of course, we'll be doing another giveaway today. Uh, we haven't even thought about the rules for the giveaway today. We're, we're going to come up with it on the fly right now. So, go check out No Gimmicks' uh, most recent post. There's a big tag go. on it that there says a spooky. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is what we'll do. This week's giveaway, you're going to listen for a Pokemon sound. We're going off the fly right now, guys, because we have a lot to talk about. But listen for the Pokemon cry. Yeah. There was some confusion last week when we did Gengar's grabs and you hear the ghastly haunter Gengar, the, those cries. Those are not the cries for the contest. Those are the, that, those are the cries that take us to the next segment. Little soundtracks. Right. So somewhere randomly in today's it's podcast. It's very random. Like you'll, it's, yeah. It's, you'll it's know. very random. You'll know. <laughs> there will be... Another random Pokemon cry. It won't be Gengar, Haunter, or Ghastly. So we'll just eliminate the confusion there. But it will be a Pokemon. You name that Pokemon on Devin's most recent talk. Talk. TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. I drank too much Mountain Dew. TikTok post. You comment the Pokemon that you think it is. The first person to get it right gets the card. That's how we do it. Yep. That's how we do it around here. So keep an ear. Uh, an ear. Keep an eye out. So keep an eye out for that random Pokemon sound. And uh, make sure that you go and comment on No Gimmicks. That's N-O-X Gimmicks. G-I-M-M-I-C-K-S. Yeah. And it's on his TikTok. And some of you are probably saying, well, I don't have a TikTok. So how am I going to do this? The reason we're doing it on TikTok is because, you know, this we want to win as well when you guys win. So we're trying to grow Devin's TikTok. So you help us, we help you. And it's as simple as leaving a comment. So if you need to make a TikTok, just make a TikTok. It's it's painless. Um, next. Oh, the next thing here. Before we start today, our Apple listeners, if you guys could please subscribe to this podcast because you have the option on the um, Apple podcast We app. know you're out there. We know you're out there. And please give us a rating. Zero to five stars. Leave a little comment. Uh, let us know who you are and we'll be glad to... Uh, 
you know, share that information. And also, if you have any feedback, we, we'd like to hear it so that we can add it into the show or maybe, you know, provide value to you guys in other ways. Is that All right. It? I know. I think our, our last uh, announcement here for the intros is a big shout out. Huge, <laughs> huge shout out yes. to this guy, Cal Summers on TikTok. This guy has hands down the best pack openings. Ever. I love it. They're, I love they're it. hilarious. They're funny. The guy has a great sense of humor. Yes. He just, oh uh, man, go we, check him out. Cal Summers. This is not, this was not planned out or scripted. We were just talking yeah. about <laughs> TikTokers and Cal's name came up because I watch him. I'm a huge fan. Yeah. I think his stuff is hilarious. He Me um, as well. He kind of makes fun of like, you know, YouTubers, PokeTubers and things like that on YouTube. And he imitates their voice, and he talks with a macho voice. Yeah, a lot of them have a lot of them have the same <laughs> voice. It's like they're trying to hide their, yeah. their regular voice, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and it makes them all sound the same. Yeah, <laughs> what's up, guys? Let's open some packs. Like that's oh how my he. God. Yeah. Oh my god, this is so fun! Look at that art! <laughs> Look at that art! And it's like a trainer card. <laughs> Look at that art! I'm having so much fun. He does that straight, and straight faced. <laughs> It's really funny to us. Yeah. It's really funny to us, guys. So um, go check, check him out, out on TikTok. <laughs> check him out. Yeah. This is not a plug. We were just talking about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw it in the show because that dude genuinely makes me laugh. Yeah. I actually look out for his posts. Yep. Those are just too funny to me. And I love it because we need some humor like that in the in the hobby with everyone trying to be hardcore John Wick collectors and serious you know, about flipping and making money. It's also about having fun. It's also yeah. about having a lot of yep. fun. Pokey Tower Top 5 for Episode 5 of the Pokey Tower Podcast. The Pokey Tower Top 5 is our top 5 picks of things we're looking at in the Pokemon trading card game as far as like collecting, flipping, um, however you want to look, investing. I hate that word. We're collecting Pokemon cards, guys. That's what it's called. Um <laughs> That's the Poketower Top 5. We do it every week. We try to change it up every week, but some weeks things are going to be the same because these are things that we're just constantly thinking about, um, and we think you guys should too. So Things you know, we're trying to shoot for too. It's the things that yeah. you know. Yeah, we, we may not like exactly purchase, but we're keeping an eye out on them You know, because we're like, oh, wow, yeah. look at that, or we yeah. had no idea <clears throat> about this, and we're like, oh, whoa. And just like last week, things change based on what happens in the Pokemon community. So last week was a really big week. For vintage Pokemon. The biggest week we've had in a long time. The Pokemon Logan, community is changing. Yeah, literally overnight. So, Logan Paul opened up a first edition uh, Pokemon base set box live on YouTube. It had, like, more viewers than the NBA Finals at one point. That's crazy. Insane. Um, and he turned a $200,000 box into almost $500,000. And he opened everything up live, pulled a Zard, brought a lot of attention to the hobby, which I really like. I really like that because it's bringing in the heavy hitters now. Who will buy our expensive stuff? That's a good thing. Uh, the bad part of this is that you get a lot of uneducated uh, and uninformed optimists of of Pokemon <laughs> trading cards. Hey, I'm going to make a million bucks. They don't realize the amount of work you actually have to put in to make that kind of money. Um, and then you got guys that are just naturally rich, and they can literally buy everything up, and they don't have to know anything. So we're in a we're in a weird place for Pokemon, but I still think it's a net positive. Um. And the top five is here to educate you guys. Definitely a weird place because prices and and they're all and vintage stuff is all in place right now. Yeah, it's yeah. all over the place. Like everything yes. is all over the place. So um, keep your eyes out, guys, because yep. 
It's Check changing. this out. The Pokemon community is definitely changing. Vintage, vintage base set unlimited. We're talking unlimited, not even first edition. Ba- base set unlimited packs. Light. That means no hollows were going to be in these packs. We're selling for two fifty. Just two weeks ago, they are now upwards of five hundred dollars for a light pack of Pokemon base set. Which is kind of unfortunate because I was I was getting into the zone where I was like I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna buy, make a buy I'm gonna buy some some vintage packs finally heck yeah and then uh, they skyrocketed and I was like I guess I am not gonna buy any vintage packs yeah. right now <laughs> sucks I have one I have one maybe I'll hook you up yeah no, remember we were, we were we were talking and I was like oh I, I'm gonna spend five hundred on this Charizard or whatever yeah and you were like why don't you just go buy a, a base set pack and get a you know yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good that idea. That was the strategy. Yeah. That was the strategy. Remember, we talked about this before, where you could buy a heavy, a guaranteed heavy base set booster pack with the hopes of, because you know you're going to get a hollow. If you do the math, pretty much any hollow besides, like, I can't even remember which one it was. Um, one of the worst Pokemon. Crap. I can't remember. But pretty much any Pokemon in base set, if you pull the hollow and you get it graded, you will make your money back plus some that you paid for the heavy pack. So the idea was buy the heavy pack, rip it open, get the holographic graded, make your profit, double your money. Yeah, it's just it's just coming off the initial cost. Can't do that anymore yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that because the heavy packs are like over a grand. I want to say upwards of two grand. Yeah, and that, and that initial cost of a grand or two right. grand is rough. And there's not a lot of, unless you got a PSA 10 Zard, PSA 10 Blastoise, and maybe a PSA 10 Venusaur. If you got one of those guys and you got a 10 somehow... Then you'd be able to flip that couple thousand dollar price point that you paid for yeah. the pack. But back in the day, it was pay two fifty for a heavy booster, get the card graded. You're now at about three hundred dollars invested. You sell the card for fifteen hundred to two thousand. Yeah, we're talking like like last week, right? This just happened. Yeah, yeah, we're talking like last week. We, me and me and Danny were talking about this together. So that's the significance of the Poke Tower Top Five. Hopefully, we're not beating you guys up too much about it. But this is why it changes every week because stuff like this happens so often. And so quickly, and I'm telling you guys, my eBay went nuts this week. During the live stream, it went nuts. I don't know how many packs I sold, but I'm like almost out. So it was insane. Um, but anyways, let's move on. Enough base set love. Um, maybe we'll get back to it in a little bit. Uh, number five on the Poke Tower top five. Pokemon Fossil pre-release Aerodactyl. Devin was looking at this one. You want to touch on it? Yeah. So um, I was actually just looking at pre-release cards in general because I, I just became kind of more knowledgeable about them and found out kind of what their what their price ranges were. And then uh, this this Aerodactyl popped up, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's a pretty cool card." And then I started looking at PSA graded prices for them, and I started looking at like the different pre-releases, and I was like, "Oh wow, you can get this pre-release fossil pre-release Aerodactyl. You can <clears> get them um, raw for like." 60 60 bucks oh let's pull it know, up yeah. yeah let's pull it up i think they're a little more expensive right now but no, um, see, like, oh we were looking right, at psa ones yeah uh, yeah raw right there is like 20 like 20 bucks that one's beat it's on it well yeah um, let me see let's 40. go to sold let's go to sold real quick let's pull this up uh so yeah i mean 24 bucks let's see here less than 30 right there 25 and we're talking about a fossil car that's pre-released so that means that only so many of these were made yeah so that's what really caught my interest i was like whoa that's a really you know low price for not all these are gonna be minty either guys that's that's the chance you take with um with vintage like this one sold for 80 bucks but i was looking more but that looks that one's probably it says mint on it i bet you it's a immaculate card 
I was looking more towards the already graded uh, pre-release Aerodactyls. Um, just oh, yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't want to have, I wanted to get rid of that, uh, that little bit of like worry of like, uh, am I going to get, Yeah. am I going to get a good one? Because a lot of the, the eBay sales that have been coming back to say mint or near mint, you get them, the corners are nicked up. Like yeah. the guy didn't know how to put it in the sleeve or something. Look I have no idea. Um, there you go. PSA yeah. 9 mint pre-release first edition Aerodactyl for 136 That is insane it's insane for for a fossil pre-release card and it's aerodactyl Aerodactyl first edition yeah that's good stuff and the reasoning with this at least for me the first thing i think is okay base set is getting out of reach thank god i had a base set booster box and i have a little mini scale so i me gengar greasy i pulled you know 10 or 11 hollows out of my booster box i think i may have sold one heavy pack on accident like a long time ago but the other ones, once I got smart and was like, hey, wait, this is the wrong way of going about doing this business, mm. not weighing these packs. So I got the other 10, 11 hollows. So I'm very happy with what I got. I'm pretty satisfied too. Like I don't need to chase base set as much as like Devin would want to. Yeah, But the, exactly. thoughts, the thought process behind this is uh, fossil, jungle, rocket, base set two, that all that stuff's on the way. It's just going to fall. If they're like dominoes. Yeah. The first domino that just fell was first edition Pokemon. First edition base set. That's the first domino. The next domino is going to be Shadowless. And tr- this stuff is was popular before the Logan Paul deal. But what I'm saying is that demand versus the supply is just out of proportion right now. Right. Out of proportion. And and the cost of these cards can be um, a little bit... A little bit like better, I guess you can say. I don't know. I don't know how how to put this, but like, say say you get a PSA ten fossil pre release Aerodactyl, right? Yeah, you can price them now at eight hundred dollars. Yeah, and, and, it, and it would not be unreasonable. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be unreasonable. But but before you know, a week before you know, Logan Paul, yeah, they laughed you. Thing, People laughed at you. They would laugh at you like, oh, dude, eight hundred dollars for that? No mm-hmm. way. I'm not giving you that. I'll give and you three hundred. It's like, not. And for anyone that that gets upset about money, it's not about um jacking the prices up and just destroying the collector hobby it's not that at all you have to understand that's the only way that real collectors are going to be able to compete with these multi-millionaires that are just now getting in the game yep it, it would be we would be stupid as small level collectors to sell our psa 10s for a thousand bucks right now because you have people like justin bieber logan paul logic a thousand bucks to them they're going to want to buy 30 from you they're going to buy them all now, like, yeah, what, now you have I'll... one you have one guy with yeah. every every single you know and this guy's going to own the game so it's like hey little guys at the bottom of the totem pole you know get your get your money right and because a lot of these millionaires and rich guys that are getting into the hobby it's not taking advantage of them they don't care it's also where the market is at too it's mm-hmm. almost like a, it's almost like buying a house you know what yep. i mean it's like it, buying a house yep Market was low. Market's yep. low. Nobody's, you know, some people are buying. A lot of the rich people start buying up, you know, real estate because like, oh, I got all this property now. Yeah. Because the market's low. It, it is similar. Yeah. And then all the all the people in middle class are like, well, I can't afford that. Yeah. Everyone bought up all the stuff. What the heck? So just, I would, I would say change your perspective on this. Okay. It's not about us jacking up a card up to, you know, a thousand dollars and now the everyday collector can't get it. It's us competing with these guys who have way bigger wallets than us. Yeah. Because they literally, if I showed Logan Paul my collection, he would wipe me out with a $20,000 bill. He'd be like, <laughs> he'd be like, I have all your stuff. Get out of my way. 
and now he owns everything I ever collected. Yeah. And now that guy, he's going to use his, he's going to leverage his name, his brand, his YouTube, and he's going to turn my $20,000 investment into 80,000. And then, and, then, and people are going to buy it from him just because of who he is. And then realistically, $20,000, right? What, what could you, what could you do that? You can't buy another base set box. Yeah. You can't do anything because he's the guy who owns it all and he yeah. jacked up the price. Yep. So don't look at this as you guys are ripping people off guys. This is supply and demand, especially for vintage. And this is about small collectors getting their piece. Um, right. So you guys did the work. Yeah, you guys did the work. Yeah. You guys have been in the hobby. You yeah, guys are, it's you not know. about, it's not about, you know, ripping people off. Yeah. Um, and you know, maybe you do come across a small collector and you give them a small deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but the power's in your hands. What I'm saying is literally, that's why I took my Charizard off the market, my PSA 9 Charizard. I took him off the market because 2000 bucks is nothing to Logan Paul and his friends. But that's a lot to me. Yeah. And the work I had to do to get that Charizard, if I just lose it like that, and then he turns around and sells it on his YouTube for 6000 just because of his name, even though all of us, all of us smart collectors are like, that's a $2,000 card. You paid six for that? All his rich buddies would be like, we don't care. We don't care. It's $6,000. I wipe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They don't care about money like we do, guys. So that's why we're making these moves. That's our thinking with this. So Fossil's on the way. It's it's way out of the way, I think. I think, yeah. you, I think you got some time here. Um, me, I was actually looking at the PSA 10 unlimited uh aerodactyl in a um so this is the regular hollow uh psa 10 so let me see if i can pull it up here uh psa 10 unlimited this one might be a little pricier because i think and the only reason i think it's um a little pricier is because people know unlimited and first edition they don't realize that pre-releases exist so that yeah that's where i think there's some potential there yeah, and, and and for me, I feel like you know, for a true, you know, like a true collector, I don't even know if that's the right word to use, the right terminology, if that's like proper or whatnot. But you know, for someone who's who's been in the game for a while, a pre-release is actually really, you know, those are rare. It's rare, yeah. 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 You know, it's it's pretty sought after, and it's it's like a really good collectible card. Like if I had the money, I'd be buying up every single type of pre-release there ever was, just because right. they're so cool. They got the stamp on them. That's something I, I would love to collect for myself. Yeah. Um, well, I'm trying to pull it up here. Uh, let me see. Just bear with me, guys. Let me see here. I wanted to pull right up there. some there's prices. Like yeah, those are first editions, though. Jeez. Uh, there's actually not very many sales on a Aerodactyl Unlimited. Uh, let me see here. First edition, first edition. Oh, man, I had it pulled up, and I missed out. Okay. So this is a regular non-hollow, I think. But a PSA 10 non-hollow Aerodactyl 150. That's dope. That is dope. Wow. When when I so why Aerodactyl? Because when I think of Fossil, that's the first Pokemon I think of. Yeah. I think of Aerodactyl, then I think of Kabutops. Yep. Um, I know Gengar's in the set. Uh, I know Moltres is in the set. Dragonite's another. I think Dragonite is the chase card of the set. But when I think of Fossil, I'm not thinking of him. So uh, there's Muck in there. There's Lapras. Um, Kangaskhan in there? No, Kangaskhan. Kangaskhan is in Jungle. He's in Jungle. That's right. So I get jungle and fossil mixed up a lot. Yeah, I think there are better, more valuable cards in the set. But for me, that remember this is understanding who you are. I I like Aerodactyl, yeah. prehistoric so, Charizard. Yeah, that's He's the a... guy. That's the guy I'm picking. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, some people are like no, like I I have looked at Dragonites, but he's not on my top five right now. Uh, so there's there's options here, and they're not that expensive, guys. 
110 for a hollow right here. PSA 9 mint aerodactyl from fossil 110. I could I would snag that right now. Yeah, and like for me That's it's awesome. not it's not necessarily the, the the turn and burn on these on these cards, right? It's just I I if I did I got to get one. That's if, what yeah, it is. I got to get one because like Danny said, I'm I'm I myself am kind of chasing the base set stuff. Yeah, because I just got I just got into the hobby like what two and a half months wow, ago. Wow, look at that! Two and a half months ago, I got into the hobby. This is underpriced. Someone go grab it right now. PSA seven, near mint, fossil hollow rare aerodactyl for thirty nine bucks. Oh, it's a seven. It's yeah. a seven. But this is something you hold for five years, and dude. Thirty nine. Yeah, and if you don't uh, have you, any, if you don't have you any, you could slabs, buy a collection box at Target yeah. for forty bucks. If you don't have any any PSA slabs and you don't have, a, dude, um, that's awesome. Any vintage cards, that's a that's a good deal. I like. that. I would someone go grab this, or I'm going to. Because look, you if I, if we were at Target right now and I said, hey, you can get this premium collection box for thirty nine dollars, or I can give you a PSA nine Aerodactyl Hollow. Right, dude. I wouldn't even look at that box. I'd be like, give me the Aerodactyl. Give me the Aerodactyl. You could. Oh my gosh, that's that's a great deal. So I just hooked you guys up. Thank me later. Uh, that's a that's a good card. I like yeah, that. I like that too. PSA cool. eight first edition. First edition is one ten. Right. There's all kinds of deals on this guy right now. They're everywhere. Yep. Great but card. Just wait. Just wait when uh, when base set gets out of out of uh, price range for yep. the the everyday collector. And that's the thing. So these these rich boys. I, I hate this. I don't want to discriminate, but these people with with deeper pockets than us. They're going with base set right now because Logan Logan Paul is telling... They're basically going off of his word. When Logan Paul does another opening, he's like, all right, now we're going to do first edition jungle. This box goes for 50000 I paid 60000 Blah, 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 blah. He's just talking his mouth off. Then expect the market to, to pivot towards jungle because these guys are just going off word of mouth. They're not exactly. actually researching. Yeah. He's just like, hey, go buy this because I'm buying it. And they're like, all right, yeah, I'm your friend. I'll do it. Yeah, and also, also like the people who follow him on social media and support yep. him, they're like they're oh, just wow. blindly following yeah. guys. Yeah. So we have to be smart collectors here. We got we got to play our game. We are better at this. We're better at this. We're more knowledgeable. We've been doing it for a long time. So stuff to think about. And there's a million ways to attack this. A million. Yeah, yeah. all different kinds of ways. So that's number five on the Poke Tower top five. He's he's new. He may not be here next week. Um, Aerodactyl. I, I might have to go scrap, snag that one. If it's gone, it's because I took it. All right, um, number four. This one, uh, Devin. say nine right there for nine nine ninety nine. They're all over the place. First edition, ninety nine bucks. What? That's awesome. That's from Netherlands. I, don't, I never buy from out of the U.S. I don't care if it's from the Netherlands or not. That's it's amazing. <laughs> okay, one more, guys. N- PSA nine mint Aerodactyl fossil first edition, ninety nine bucks. Free I mean, shipping. I mean, when you consider most guys are paying twenty to fifty dollars to grade their cards these days. You almost have that in just the price of the, the the entire price. Insane. Insane. Dude, these are great. These are great. Okay. Number four, Charizard. Uh, yeah, number four is a Charizard. This is a different Charizard coming to you guys, though. Uh, it's the uh, Charizard XY Evolutions pre-release. Um, so it has the XY Evolutions stamp on it. And Super that, tight. As some of you guys know, um, if you guys have been paying attention to eBay, you guys have been paying attention to the market of, of Pokemon um, cards and stuff like that. You guys know that XY recently just found a massive climb in um, in prices. So booster boxes, I believe last week when I covered it on uh, sealed collections, um, and I said this is a box to keep sealed and it's going to go up in yeah. price. Yeah, um, they're over two hundred. It's right going now. at one sixty four to like one eighty five, I believe was the price range. 
They're up to like two hundred something dollars. Yeah, two hundred twenty. They're they're being asked for that much now. The market could correct, and they may people will just be like, "No, we're not paying two hundred right. bucks for that." Right. But there's a lot of listings for two hundred plus right now, so people are right. And we we talked about the reason why X Y is going to climb like that uh, in the last podcast. I'm not going to touch on that too much, but like I said, I've been doing a lot of researching on these pre-releases and a pre-release Charizard. I think the last the last pre-release Charizard um, I could think of there's one coming out vivid voltage so keep your eyes out on that one yeah. just want that for sure but um the not last as, one was not a, as good as this one this is this is a this is going to be a classic there's a um this one right here is the original artwork and it has a stamp on it right so the original artwork with the stamp of xy evolutions it's just an awesome looking card and at the same time it's gonna be very very collectible and it's already seeing some really good prices and it's getting up there yeah. in raw price and in graded yeah so this is this is a, this is rivaling a base set charizard yeah it's it's crazy look at this one so a pre-release staff the staff pre-release is the one of the rarest ones you can get yeah um went for looks like a best offer was accepted at twenty three hundred dollars so probably over two thousand dollars my PSA nine Charizard is is in that two thousand to three thousand um, dollars price range for a base set one. So like yeah, that tells the, you how rare the this guy is. are going for like four. Yeah, look at that four hundred, four hundred. Uh, best offer was accepted at five fifty. This one was a steal at two thirty, but who knows what the condition is on that one? Yeah, there's the one for twenty three hundred, four hundred for a graded one right there. These are these are getting up there. Um, this was something I was looking at a while back. I never threw it on my top five because I was kind of prioritizing other things. But I think this is one of those ones. It, if something just presents itself, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. Yep. It really just depends what I'm looking for on eBay I, that day. I like, think it was a. Um, I saw a pre-release um, team up Charizard, and I was like, "That's what drew me in to yeah. the pre-release XY evolutions and stuff like that." Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, that kind of. Because I knew about the Crystal Guardians um, pre-release Charizard, but that dude is just so out of range. <laughs> He's like crazy, crazy out of range for the everyday collector. So um, I knew I couldn't get that pre-release. But if you're looking for a pre-release, I would say jump on the XY Evolutions. It's the most promising on your you know, initial cost and the return that you're going to get on it if you want to sell it. Yeah, for sure. Let's move on to number three here. Um, this one was kind of – this is an interesting one because this, is, this isn't really something that I would do. But it just makes sense. So if you guys are on TikTok, you may be aware of uh, someone called Collectibles Guru or Collector Collector Guru. Collectibles Guru. He's the guy who put Jake uh, Logan Paul on. He's the guy who was like, hey, you should buy a first edition box. You should do a live opening. You should turn it 200000 into 400000 He's that guy. Um, some people think his content's a little cringy, but I actually enjoy the guy. I really like the fact that he's bringing in these deep pockets into the hobby. And bringing all this exposure to us. It's great. Um, but anyways, he refers to the Japanese base set uh, starters as the rookie cards. So, obviously, we know the Holy Grails are the first edition Shadowless cards. But the Japanese base set starters are like the rookies. They're like the the first of the first. Um, they're a little more common. They're not as expensive. But they, they get up there in price. Um, but we just kind of looked uh, briefly... I mean, look at this one. Whoa. Japanese base set Charizard, PSA 10. What? Someone accepted a best offer at 13000 What? I'm not telling you to go buy a $13,000 card. What I'm saying is go buy a raw one. Just lock one in. Um, this one went for 200 This one went for 400 This did. A, someone sold the whole set That's for 300 right, right there. Wow. 
And who knows, you know, I don't know what, what condition these are getting in. We're just briefly looking here. Another one sold for 300 uh, 369 So, and that's just the Charizard. I bet you we, if we did a Blastoise. Was that, was that a Champion's Path promo Charizard? Oh, yeah. 375 there. Yeah. Yeah. PSA, uh, BGS 10. There we go. So, look at this. Japanese Blastoise, $16. What? That what? just sold. Yeah. Um, 76 for, that was a bid right there near Mint. There's just a handful, guys. Venusaur. So these, I think these are great alternatives because Americans are dumb. They won't buy this card just because it has Japanese writing on it. Why is this one? Why is this one different here? Well, don't. Well, that's don't. a Dark Blastoise. Oh, that one. Yeah, and that's that Dark Blastoise. Okay. Um, well, don't don't the uh, the Japanese they get their like starter Pokemon and they get like their chase cards like guaranteed almost like their V Max Charizard was guaranteed in like a structure deck, wasn't it? Uh, something to that effect, but it was very limited. Okay. Theirs were like numbered, so that's why that card in Japanese was like 8,000 bucks. I see. Um, let's see. So yeah, look at this. Blastoise, 100 bucks, 40 bucks. The prices are kind of scattered, um, and you need to do your research on what's real and what's fake, what's damaged, what's in mint condition, but there's a lot of inventory here. Keep, I would I would get a Japanese Blastoise for 50 bucks. Keep a close eye on the corners, too. Corners yeah, are corners have been weird. killing us yeah. lately. Nick's Killing corners. Us. You got to really, really look at those corners. If you can't see them, ask for pictures. But here's this is my thinking with this. With these base set cards and them being 20-something years old, mm-hmm. the idea is not to pull a PSA 10. The idea is that right. you get an 8 or better. Yeah, that's going to be hard as, hard as because hell. Because PSA 9 Charizards um, are still selling for thousands of dollars. PSA 9 Blastoise are selling for upwards of 1,000. I sold mine for 1,000. And mine's a base set, so a Japanese one can do that. Those same numbers. So right. with vintage cards, you get an eight or better. That's just something you're, that's just locked in good. Why do I know that? Because collectible collectibles guru, he only holds eights and better. He's always flexing his vintage cards. The lowest grade he has is eights. So that tells me if someone who's making you know hundreds of thousands of dollars in Pokemon cards kind of sets a standard at eight that's the lowest he's going that says that i should probably be doing that too yeah. so um i would definitely buy four blastoise you know for two hundred dollars three hundred dollars get them all graded and you know take eights on all of them i'd be happy with that yeah so and you could do a venus horde Char- charizard's obviously always going to be the hardest but um you got options here and japanese base set right so this is something oh. that oh that's sold already yeah Damn. this is something that collectors can get into because you know these these newbies that are getting into the game they're not this advanced they're not ready for this and they probably just want american they want to do what's cool they want to do what logan paul's doing they aren't watching this entirely yet so it's just a little hole little pocket that we can kind of slip into and then uh, when the market realizes hey wait there's japanese cards you're already there you're loaded with inventory you're ready to play that's that's the way i think about this I think that's a good way to go about it yeah yep it's preparation guys we're basically getting ready for the big wallets that's what we're trying to do uh let's see here number two on the pokey tower top i think you guys are gonna like this one it's not a card it's not something that you need to be chasing it number two on our pokey tower top five is we're gonna be sending in our ps uh psa cards to be graded our candidates on the express level um because something weird happened with PSA. So everyone knows the delays. They were like, you know, all their 
prices kind of got jacked up. They canceled memberships. You couldn't buy them anymore. Basically, if you had one, you have one. If you don't, you don't. Um, but me and Devin were looking at the Express because the last time we did an Express submission, we showed you guys on TikTok. It was a 10-day turnaround, and it was like mm-hmm. it was like right on point with 10 it days. It was right on point. Um, but when they came out with the news on on these delays, Express went from 10 days to 20 days for 75 bucks a card. And I was like, what? That sucks. And then I would just happen to be on PSA again, checking my account. Express is now $75 for five day turnaround. Yeah, that's, that's, that's insane. So why is this number two in our top five? Well, because with all the delays on, um, on, uh, for 75 bucks for 75 bucks turnaround for Express. What kind of cards are you looking at to send? Yeah. Well, this is this is my reason. This is what we were talking about. We had to change our strategy because we just finished sending off a ton of bulk. You can't do that anymore because you're not getting your cards back till next year and a half. So, <laughs> so you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that if you're trying to make money right it's now. Actually, it's actually funny because in the podcast, I think it was like the first or second podcast, you said we probably won't see those cards back. The yeah. bulk ones that we sent yeah, to yeah, like yeah. 2022. I made a joke and it's really going to happen. And now. it's probably really going to happen, which is so, funny. Why, so the strategy changed. We just talked about this. We said, hey, we can't do bulk cards anymore because you'll be so delayed, you wouldn't be able to keep your hobby alive. Yeah. You would not. Because how are you going to make any sales without an inventory? Yep. So basically, we were like, we can only send express cards. That's the only way to circumvent this PSA delay. So now people are like, wait, I'm not paying 75 bucks to grade my cards. That's where the strategy comes in. We're only sending cards that I'm going to make at least 500 bucks off of. Yeah. Um, so I have them here. Devin's going to throw in some here, but um, the Charizard VMAXs, the Rainbow Rares that we just picked up, uh, the singles, I have one, two, three, four. I'm hoping to get one 10 out of those. I think the rest will be nines. We got the Charizard GX Rainbow Rare from uh, Burning Shadows. So that's five cards. And then we have three uh, Charizard V the shiny version from uh champions path as well. So that's six cards for me right there at $75 a pop. I think it was going to cost me. What was it? Oh no, that's not six. That's eight cards. My bad. Eight cards or something like that. Uh, it's going to cost me 600 bucks. Now keep in mind guys, if I sell one Charizard at a PSA nine and I make $1,500, that just tripled what I paid for all these cards or almost tripled more than doubled. So 600 bucks. I sell a card for 1500 I just doubled my money and made 300 bucks. So like that's the thought process behind it. And that's a strategy you have to take. So, and you can send one card at 75 bucks. You don't have to send eight. Like I'm about to do. You could send one and you can get it back in five days and you know, pray to God you sell it. So why are we telling you guys this? Because I think if you guys need to start making money, you got to, you need to look through your rare cards and see if you have a banger Yeah. that, you know, in basically assume a PSA eight. If you have a mint, if you think your card is mint, assume it's a PSA 8, look at PSA 8 prices, look at PSA 9, look at PSA 10, and then make a decision. Is this card worth, can I make $150 off this card? Because that's, you got to double your price. So 75 bucks to grade it, you automatically got to charge someone 150 to, to make a profit, including fees and shipping and all that stuff. So that's why my number is, I got to sell this card for at least 300. So that's why only my Charizards are getting put out right now. Yeah, that's about the same for me. I have a uh, a rainbow Charizard Reshiram tag team that I'll be sending out. I think um, he's going for like six to 700, somewhere in that range. And then I have a 
Rainbow um, Charizard from Burning Shadows, uh, same one as Dan, that I'm going to be sending out as well. And I think it's probably going to be out of PSA 8 or 9, definitely not a 10. Yeah. Um, but still, I should make money back from it, and it's going to be in that $300, $500 price range. And, and this is going to be the bulk of my strategy until PSA gets their stuff figured out. People are like, well, why don't you go to Beckett? Beckett's getting delays too and they're more pricey i don't know you know what i mean and i don't i I usually buy beckett from other sellers but i don't submit to beckett um because they're harder on grading so i don't want to take an eight when i get a nine that's just common sense guys not that it would not that it's happened i'm speaking hypothetically but if i'm going to spend less money i want the best grade possible um and and beckett you know in terms of pokemon too yeah a lot a lot of collectors like psa and they've heard they've heard psa so much and they've been so um like uh trained yeah to, to know psa yep. that psa is like the this is the way to go in terms of pokemon cards so PSA. so this is our strategy guys um you you need to find a middleman service or i don't even know if you can buy a platinum membership right now um but this is the only way to make money while these are delayed because I, you know we just sent off 100 cards that we're not going to see for probably a year so it's like how do you make how do you run a pokemon business yeah, because you just, can't you can't sell your singles all day. We just sent out all of our heat, like yeah. all all of it. <laughs> so now this is where this is why we give advice on those heavy hitter cards on the Poke Tower Top Five. We're like, hey, uh, I know this is two hundred bucks, but if you can spare two hundred, it would be smart to buy this because you can grade it and sell it for eight hundred. This yeah. is going to have to be your strategy moving forward, if if you want to make cash quicker. If you have the an amazing job and you don't care if you're cards are gone for a year and a half and you don't care if you don't make a sale on ebay for the next nine months then then so be it but um if you need inventory now it's this is what this is what it has to be this way for a little bit yeah yeah um and psa graded cards are number two on our list because that's really high on our priority that's how we keep a business running uh hopefully if you guys have any questions on that please submit an email to uh the pokey tower podcast at gmail.com hopefully i didn't miss anything Try to be detailed as possible, but sometimes we talk a little fast. Um, let's get into number one here. This is going to be fun. And this is going to be something that you guys probably don't hear us talking about a lot. Because we're always talking about singles and making money and flipping <laughs> and hustle. Um, but actually, no. This is something that's on the top of my radar. I did a video about it on my TikTok. Uh, Vivid Voltage Case uh, Booster Box. And I put for fun in parentheses because... Yep. It's it comes out late November. It's yeah. gonna be a great set to open with your family around the fire in the winter time when it's cold and you can just rip packs for days on end. You can get a case right now for about five hundred bucks. Yeah. I'm gonna plug my guy, Danny Phantump. I really like the guy, I enjoy his um his content, so I'm gonna plug him anytime I get, but he's a distributor. He's taking pre releases for five hundred bucks. Um so for fun. Whole case, I, that's six booster boxes. Yeah. Six that, of them. six times thirty. I mean it's at least two hundred packs. But, uh, yeah, you know, so why did I put for fun? It's because I do not expect to make money off of buying a case of booster boxes. You're, you're playing a losing game when you buy packs and you rip them because you could part out all the cards and you could recuperate probably 50 to 70% of your money, depending on how good this set is. Yeah. You know what I mean? If yeah. it's a, if it's a rebel clash, you're not, if it, <laughs> you're not, you're not right. going to recoup nothing. Yeah. And the only card is Pikachu V max. You'd be hurting now. Yeah. You can sell other cards for $3, $4, $5, $5, but you won't be able to have enough inventory to do that 
to recuperate 500. So I was right. telling Devin before the show, yeah, you could you could rip open an entire box, you know, and if you sold all the full arts, you know, all the trainers, like if you you, you sold all the good stuff, I was like you'd probably recuperate 275 out of 500. So if you you know if you want to lose you know 200 bucks and some change, then you crack it open for fun. My point is this though, it's for fun, it's for fun. So I just want to open it because it's a new set. It's gonna I'm gonna have a lot of downtime in the holidays, so it's like. Let's just sit down with the family and enjoy some packs. Remember, it's about having fun. It's not always about making money and just like, you know, grade your cards and PSA and maximize profit and optimize this and that. It's like, you got to have fun too. So um, with, what is it? With it being mid-October, this is at the top of my list right now because I I have to think if I'm going to put that pre-order in here pretty soon. Yeah. So For for me, for me... uh getting a whole case what i like about it um is that it it helps me learn the set like yeah. it, it gives me that that firsthand like research that firsthand education on the set of like oh look this are kind of like the pull rates for this guy or this guy is very common or you know this full art i see a lot or this one is you know a playable card this one is not there's these there's v, these v maxes and i know there's websites you can go and look at these cards but you don't really know until you start ripping open those packs. Yeah. And, and you don't, you don't really, you don't really understand the pull rates either. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. You just don't get a feel for how rare something is until you don't get it or you do get it. Yeah. And at the same time, it's, it's fun because you're yeah. ripping open these packs and never seen these cards before. And you're like, yep. Oh wow. Look at this one. Look at this one. Look at this one. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. So it, it also opens the doors, um, for content creators. So not only do we sell Pokemon cards to, for profit, which is what we always talk about. We also make content. So, you know, this stuff allows us having fun, allows us to do more lives. It allows us to do more giveaways. It allows us to record more content so you guys can get educated and not screw up like we do. So yeah, <laughs> it's the fun part for us. So this is like, this is like, Hey, I sold a Charizard for 500. I'm going to go take that 500 and enjoy this case booster box with my family. Like something like that to that effect guys. So think about it in those terms. Don't think of it as I'm going to buy a case for 500 and turn it into a thousand. It's very unlikely unless you just pull the chase card like five or six times, which you could do. Yeah. It's not impossible, but that's not my expectation when I do these massive openings. But number one, fun is going to be, has to be on the top of my list uh, this week and probably rolling into, you know, November. I love new sets. It's yeah, a, depending on how hot Vivid Voltage is, I guess you could, you could make your money back and more if you were just... A, out there just scalping yeah. people <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> just, just, well there's just well, remember them. there was guys in with darkness of blaze that were getting they would buy a case and they were getting two or three charizards mm-hmm. so they were winning big time but me i bought a case i didn't get one i bought a case and then i gave <laughs> i gave my mom i gave my <laughs> the mom winner. a box and she got she got the V Max in that box, yeah. and, and then the whole rest of the the case was all like hollows for all my white cards. I got yeah. N- nothing, yeah, 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 completely swamped. So let's have fun, guys. It's not always about the money because you're gonna stress yourself out if you make this about money. You're gonna lose. You're not gonna. You're gonna resent this. You're gonna be a, a sour little person just yelling at people on yeah, TikTok. Yeah, we, we lose a lot of people lose track of that, especially when you start getting into like the the. I'm going to use this word, but I know it resonates with a lot of you guys. You guys get into the investing part of it. You guys get into the, you know, profiting. You guys get into like, oh my God, look at how much money I can make. You know, like how much, you know, this and that. Well, guess what? You got to have fun. You have you to have fun. track of fun. Or you're going to lose to some clowns like us who are having fun. Yep, exactly. 
because we're not stressed and out. And you're going to get sour and then yeah. you get stressed out about your... You can't perform. Yeah. You can't be the Wolf of Wall Street investor if you're stressed out. Okay? That um, You can't be on top of your game if you're yeah, unhappy. Look, look at the guy in Wolf of Wall Street. He wasn't, he wasn't that stressed out, really. You got to just be a loose cannon and... <laughs> Have fun. So that's it for the Poke Tower Top 5, guys. Let's get into Gengar's Grabs. Gengar's Grabs, we're evolving. There's the Ghastly Haunter and uh, Gengar. Remember, guys, that is not the contest Pokemon Grabs. That is the intro to our next segment, Gengar's Grabs, where we talk about stuff that we bought this week. Yep. Um, let's get right into it, guys. I don't want to burn up too much time. I didn't buy much this week. Why? Because I'm anticipating sending my cards to PSA. I got to save a lot of money. But what I did buy, because the opportunity pres- opportunity presented itself, I got a CGC 9 Charizard from Hidden Fates. The shiny Charizard. Um, the guy wanted... This price is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted... He was at 600 He was at 600 Right. Went down to 575 He didn't get that. He got 550 do you guys understand that you could literally, that's the price for a, um, that's a, a lower. Raw. Yeah. That's lower than the price of a raw. Some yeah. people are selling their raws for six, six fifty. Yep. Yep. I'm not taking a chance here. I'm, I'm actually saving myself a little bit of money because we know this card is in a nice solid plastic case. It can't be damaged. So, um, I have a couple of things theories i want to do with this so in a cgc9 i could literally turn around and probably sell it for 750 right now it but i'm not a reseller like that so i'm going to hold this a little bit longer because we have hidden fates reprints coming that's still on the way actually but we don't know if they're ever going to end that set which might be bad for me but um this card is going to rise in value there's been a small price drop in these shiny charizards just very small but historically when that happens they go right back up so I am going to wait. I'm going to hold it because I've never had this. This Charizard has evaded me out of like thousands of dollars of Hidden Fates, which I will never do again um, unless I get really rich. But uh, yeah, we got one for 550 In a PSA 9, you can get seven, eight hundo for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So why are you laughing? Just, be- just because that your Hidden Fates Charizard... Um- you know, being elusive to you and you not ever getting it, you had to spend like a thousand bucks and you still didn't get it. More than that. More than that. That's almost like Burning Shadows Rainbow Charizard. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, I, it I hurts. bought so much Burning Shadows. I don't even, I bought, I'm talking about, I bought so much. Now, here's the thing, and guys. I'm still chasing one. I'm still chasing one to pull it myself. We haven't talked about uh, Shiny Vault Charizard in the Poke Tower Top 5 at all. It was just one of those things where it was like, this is a deal. I see a disconnect here between this price and what they're actually selling for. This is a good idea. Devin was actually supposed to buy it. But I but he was I, like knowing where I'm at, knowing where I'm at, I was like, uh I can't put up five fifty for a, he was a single like, right now. He was well, no, but he's talking to me about Charizards. He was gonna buy a base set Charizard for a couple hundo and I was like That's a base set though. Let's just That's stretch different. it out a little bit. <laughs> he had a couple things on his list. Yeah. And I was like, if you're gonna go hard like that, yeah. Might as well lock in something a little promising with a card that is encased in plastic and not going to be damaged. So CGC is a newer grading company. They're trying to be um, tough guys with their grading. They got the sub gradings too. So they add the 0.5s in there. They're trying to be uh, tough and they're trying to, you know, make themselves look prestigious. So the card is a nine. I I looked at it front and back. It's a nine. um, I think in PSA, you know, or BGS or CGC, 
So I'm not a fan of CGC, but it is a brand that's on the rise. So I may actually just keep it encapsulated in there. But the thought has crossed my mind that I crack this bad boy and resubmit it to PSA because PSA, I could probably get eight to 900 bucks. That's not a big flip. I would probably wait till this card at least doubles in value. But I'm telling you, you, you have options if you need to make money quick, especially with a card like that. So it'll be my first CGC card and we'll see where it goes from there. What's next? Uh, oh, that's me right there. Yep. So uh, for this week, I picked up two, um, well, more than two, because one of them was a lot. But um, the first one was the Hidden Fates Shiny Articuno um, SV, I don't know. Let's see here. Let's check it out. Hidden Fates Shiny Articuno. Um, oh, we don't have the card number here. It looks like it's SV54. Yeah, SV54. Uh, I picked up one of those for $16 and uh, graded, graded, wow. it's going in like to the hundreds of dollars, but you can find them raw for like 20, 30 bucks. Yeah. So I was like, Hey, this is an awesome pickup. Um, These are really cheap right now. Yeah. They're really cheap. And That's Arti- a nice card. Yeah, Shiny Arti- Articuno. Articuno is, a, is, is promising. He's a, he's a promising Pokemon. Look at that. A CGC nine for 35 bucks. Are you kidding what? me? That's who, the price of a raw. Yeah. Who does that? So, dude, CGC, man, they're, they they may just come up all of a sudden. It's going to be interesting with these yeah. PSA delays. Man. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, look at this. 20 bucks, 14 bucks, 5 bucks, paying, 16 Paying $16 for this, this minty Articuno. The prices are great uh, in terms of a, a, a 9 and a 10 where the market's at right now. I think a 9 was sitting at like 100 bucks, and I think a 10 was at like 150 to $200. Bucks. Um, so, super happy about that. Wow, um, that's that was, a steal right there. That was one of the really nice pickups that I got. And then uh, you guys are going to see a little trend with me here. I've been obsessed with Hidden Fates. Yeah. Obsessed. Yeah, he's been buying a lot. Um, but it's because I have a little bit of a strategy going on uh, since we don't have our other cards, our other PSA cards coming back until yeah. 2022, you know? That really, so, yeah, we were thinking six months. Nope, forget about it. Yep. Forget about it. So the uh, next one, I bought a lot of three uh, Hidden Fates EV Evolutions. It was um, one. Rainbow Umbreon, one, um, shiny, yeah, shiny Espeon, mm-hmm. and one shiny Glaceon, for one seventy five guys, for one seventy five, that's like it was like whoa what the heck because one of the cards, Umbreon graded in a nine or ten basically pays for that lot already, yeah, and then the the Espeon he's like a four or five hundred dollar card graded, in a nine or a ten right, and then uh. The, to Glacian as well. A couple hundred. A couple hundred dollars graded. Yep. So I was like, Shh, that's a steal. Why not? Right? So yeah. those are my two pickups for the week, or I guess you can consider it four. Um, but I was very satisfied with that. I got a... Yeah. You guys don't even have to ask us. If you see Hidden Fates at your retail stores, consider them like an honorary Poke Tower top five every week. Um, it's just too... It's too much of a good set. And the math just works. The math just works, especially when you can get a double hit because you get the shiny vault in the reverse uh, slot and then you get a hollow rare or full art in the rare slot. So, yeah, you, you can literally pull just the regular shiny vault ones with like the yellow borders and everything like that. Yep, like it's not a full art and, and it'll pay for that, that $20 tin. Yep. Almost every single one does. Yep. So it's like if you see it, buy it. And that's why you never see them in stores because people are buying that yeah and don't yeah don't get me wrong guys if, if 
it's very hard for me to turn away Hidden Fates, even though I hate how this set has treated me. <laughs> but look at the math, though. Yeah. I mean, you look at my binder. Yeah. I have thousands of dollars of um, shiny vault Pokemon. I have a ton. It's his binder. It's his binder that got me into it. I saw his binder and I was like, wait a minute. It's a beautiful these, set. Yeah, look at this. These, this set is one. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's crazy. And then I like how like the uh, regular shiny vaults, the ones that aren't full art, have the texture in the picture as well. Yep. You know what I mean? They got the gold particles on there, which are awesome. The shiny particles. Throwback look. Yeah. And I was like, what? are you kidding me? These cards go for this much raw, this much graded? Yeah. Like, I was like, you're joking, right? Because I opened up my first 10 uh, with Denny there. Or was it my first 10? No, it was a collection box. Yeah. And I got a double hit. And yeah, I was like. You got the Ho-Oh. The Ho-Oh and the Rainbow Birds. Yeah. And I was like, what? Very, when, you, <laughs> when you do strike, it's a very rewarding set. Me, personally, I've gone on YouTube so many times and flopped. Opened them here at the family so many times and flopped. And I'm talking flopped in terms of I didn't get Charizard or Mewtwo. That's like my expectation. I'm like, shiny Charizard, shiny Mewtwo, that's all I care about. But I have doubles of the Evolutions, yep. Leafeon, Sylveon, Glacier. I have them all. Um, the only I, I don't have the Ho-Oh, which Devin has, but like I got every other freaking card. So yep. I'm, when I grade those, it's ball game. Um, so in retrospect, you know, I, I did well on Hidden Fates, but I had to go and buy a freaking CGC 9 just to satisfy my hunger for this Charizard that I'll never get probably. So let's see here. Was that that's it, right? That's it for Gengar's grabs. That's it for Gengar's grabs, guys. Real short and sweet this week because we got to get these cards out to PSA. Maybe we'll make a video on TikTok um, showing our PSA submission. All right. So the fan questions segment, mine and Danny's favorite part of this the, is the podcast. Best part of the show. Yeah, the best part of the show for us because we get to answer you guys' questions, help you guys out. Um, we have a question coming from Cody. Cody Ute, I think. Cody Ute, yeah. So it's Cody underscore U-H-T. So uh, he sent us, a, what, an email? Uh, no, this is on Instagram. You got to hold me on Instagram. Oh, wow. I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Um, so he says, I recently found my old collection while visiting home, and I found my 10th anniversary premium collection. It had 11 out of the 12 Japanese promo cards, missing Dark Ride, which was given, given away at a movie premiere or something. With all the cards being very recognizable, are these... Are these cards worth picking up and grading for a profit? All the cards are foreign, which may affect the price, but I'm not sure. Love the podcast and the content. First of all, thank you for the uh, thanks, Cody, for the submission yeah. of, of your question and your comment as well. I'm glad you you love the podcast and you're enjoying it, and we can help you out in any way possible. Yep. And uh, I'll we touch on this a little bit. Um, we actually did a little homework. Yeah, we did some homework. We I have seen the Lugia. Because uh, Lugia is my favorite favorite card. I have seen that promo, and I've been chasing it for a very long time. It's hard to find one in a good condition. Um, but I think what the, what we came down to, the best thing to do here is, one, hold on to it. Get those cards and hold them. Yeah. Hold on to them and make sure they stay in a good, you know, yeah. good environment. They don't get messed up in any type of way. Because the only way you're probably going to win on this one and make a profit is if you grade them. Yeah, because the complete set individually, the complete set with the book and everything, which looks amazing. I, I would just keep this. Yeah. To be honest, that's the first thing. I would just keep these because it looks awesome. It'd be something to be on display for me. But um, if you had the complete set with that dark rye, they're selling for about a hundred bucks right now. That's the average cost, which I think is heavily underpriced and 
not very well respected and and, and maybe because uh, no one's turned on to it right now yeah i don't think anyone really knows much about them and we, we didn't know much about them either yeah we had to look i knew it up. about the yeah. luya i knew yeah. about the luya and that was it and the cards look nice i really like the hollows that they look really cool jirachi looks amazing you got Mew, Darkrai, Lucario. They're, they're all the classic Pokemon um, legendaries. Yeah, they got some, some really good artwork in there. and stuff on them. So my first my first thought is to hold this as a collector. But if you had to sell it, you'd get 100 bucks for it. Um, I think missing that Darkrai, you might get 80 90 bucks. Because we looked up the singles. For the most part, besides Lugia, the cards are only worth 10 to 20 bucks. So if you do the math you know, times 8, you're looking at that $80, $90 price point. Right. Lugia goes for about 30, but the the sales were very few and far between. So they weren't um not a very, it's not a very desirable card. And then even if you saw one sell for 30, that was like 6 months ago. Yeah, it's not very consistent. <laughs> yeah. The market um, for it's they're not, not very selling consistent. daily. Yeah. Or even weekly at this point. So but that's just be just I think that's just because of the the low amount of uh education attention, awareness yeah. attention yeah. that's on this particular like set. And then what we did like was the Lugia graded in a 10 was sold for 120 bucks. That was in July. So it was a minute, you know, a while back, but uh, 120 bucks. Now think about that. If you could just, if every card you had was gem mint and you right. sold each card for a hundred bucks, you're looking at 900 to a thousand dollars. That's not bad at all. I think that's really good. But to that point, I still think that's underpriced. I think $120 seem very exclusive. It yeah, 2007. Very, very and to be to be the 10th anniversary, I feel like that's something very special in terms of uh, Pokemon collecting, you know? Yep, yep. Because we got 25th anniversary coming up, and people are anticipating it's going to be big. Right. So, in my opinion, too, like, even if you got a Gem Mint 10 Lugia, Lugia, 120 bucks is low. Yeah, extremely. That's very low. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, we did the Shiny Lugia from Shining Legends. A PSA 10 in that sells for like 500. So a card that was just printed in 2017 is more valuable than a 2007 Japanese promo card. Something's not right about that. And I think this is why you would hold. Yeah. Now, do I think they're worth picking up? Absolutely. Because as a collector, I would throw that up on my shelf right now and flex it all day. Yeah. Um, Grading for profit? Yes, you could. But um, even if I graded card, though. Yeah. Depends on the condition of them. Even if I graded mine, I would be holding them. This is not a quick flip. Yeah, This same. is something until someone like Logan Paul brings it up and then attention is brought to this specific collection. Or maybe even when the 25th anniversary stuff comes out, people will start searching on eBay and then they'll see 10th anniversary and they're like, yeah. whoa, what are these? Yep. And then it starts bringing attention to, the, to that set or that particular, you know, um, and then, anniversary. You know, collection. lastly, to your point, though, too. Language does affect price. We just showed that today that, you know, the Japanese base sets are cheaper than American base set. Um, and that's a problem that Americans have because Japanese, the, the OG. So like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand that fully, but it does affect the price. So I, I bet you if these were American, if there even was a thing that existed, it would be good. I mean, they would be, they'd be highly sought after. Yeah. Um, but that shouldn't discourage you. I, I say you pick it up. I say you pick it up and you keep it with you. Yeah. Um and you know, if you're not hurting for cash, you don't move this. This is this is a collector item. This is something Yeah, especially like, if you in, in your message here it says that you uh you went you went and visited home and you found them, right? So obviously you weren't hurting, you yeah. know, for money. So yeah. I would say 
keep them. I would I would highly highly suggest think, yeah, keeping the them. The consensus with us is that we would keep it in our personal collections. Um, and at the very most, I guess, like aggressive move would be to grade them. And then even then, I would still keep them. Right. Yeah. And then maybe one day, you know, if these cards break, I don't know, three hundred each, I'd maybe start considering moving them. Yeah. But that's. It sounds like we have some time before something like that happens. You never know, though. Yeah, you know? cool idea. Cool idea. You could do this. Grade them, right? Throw them in a shadow box with the frames. That yeah. kind of looks like yeah. It take looks pictures, like a, make them look cool. The original, uh, mass, like the original collection of the book that it comes in. Yeah. Throw them in little frames of those little black boxes, you know, um, all in one big picture frame. Get a nice, you know, decal to go on the back that has the uh, 10th anniversary like logo on it, you know, mm-hmm. that's on the book, and sell it like that. I'm yeah, sure you the collector's going to come for that. The yeah. collector's going to come could, for that. You could pretty it up for sure. Yeah. So hopefully that answers your question, Cody. I, I really like this question because you made us, we had to go study. Yeah. Um, and I, I love looking at this stuff because it helps me out, helps me understand the, the things that I wasn't aware of. Um, I really like that book too, by the way. I think it looks awesome. So I would keep it. Uh, let's go on to the next question. This is a cool question too. You want to hit this one? Yep. So this question comes from Pokeben824. So Pokeben824. Ben, what's up? What's up, man? You're always asking us questions. We love it. Thank you. Don't stop. We love it. It's great. Yeah, I like this question yeah. a lot too. And we actually like this question a lot because uh, it gets us thinking. So the question is, do you think Pokemon should make a Venusaur VMAX? Yes. Yes, absolutely. They have a Charizard. They have a char- they have a, they have a regular VMAX Charizard, a rainbow one. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're just the shiny they're one. milking us on Charizard. Yeah. Um there was a concept I think when uh when Champions Path bef- right before Champions Path came out, there was a concept card that I think a fan made of a Venusaur VMAX and it looked gnarly. I was like, dude, if that actually came out, I'd be all over that cuz Venusaur is my favorite grass pokemon. I love him. I mean, if Charizard wasn't so expensive and everyone loved Charizard, I'm telling you, I would probably be a, a Venusaur fan. Like, he would be my number one. But naturally, Venusaur will never be as expensive as Charizard. So that's where, like, that's where I'm like, you'll see me sporting Charizard more just because from a business point of view, he's more marketable. But there are Venusaur lovers out there. And we saw the concept of the Venusaur VMAX. I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, I think a fan made it. But if they have to, and I think they should make one. And uh, what I what I actually think I th- they just um, released Venusaur V in Champions Path, right? So I'm hoping, and what I'm thinking is that they'll probably re- they'll probably release a Venusaur V Max in Vivid Voltage. That would be nuts. They might they might just throw that banger in there. You know what I mean? That might be the surprise for everybody. Who knows? Yep, that would be nuts. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's. I hope that answers the question. I hope um, that fun was, question. Yeah, it's fun. So thank you guys for the questions this week. Remember, you can always send us questions to the Poketower podcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on TikTok, NoXGimmicks, and Gengar Greasy. Or you can do like Cody did uh, today, and you can actually send me a message on Instagram at Gengar Greasy. Lots of ways. You can send us a voice message on Anchor. You could literally do Go whatever on YouTube, you want. Find us on YouTube. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to get a hold of us, and we will do our best to feature you on the channel. I think we've got everyone that sent us something so we're not gonna we're not going to pass you guys up all right guys we're coming up on the devon segment this is the sleeper segment this is the um affordable card segment this is the stuff that um i right now i'm personally buying a lot of the ones that are on the sleeper segment because i am trying to make those small scale ups to where i can buy 
a $550 Charizard, and if it comes back as a PSA 8 or 9, I'm not too hurt by it. But technically right now, that's where I would be at. So I understand where I'm at in the whole collecting game. I understand where my, my scale is. So going right, going right into it, the first sleeper pick here um, is Mewtwo. You guys are going to see a little bit of a trend here. Mewtwo GX from Hidden Fates, SV59 um, at a SV94. So a raw uh, Mewtwo GX, shiny, where he has a green belly and everything. Raw is $35 to $65, right? So $35 is more towards the low end. You might have to get some bids for that type of price. So you want to shoot more for like the $45 to $50 range. That's where you're going to find those potential PSA 9 and 10 bangers, you know? So in a PSA 9, it's looking like $100. And that's that was the average price, about $99 to $100. And then a PSA 10 makes a big, big jump. And this is why it's on the sleepers. And this is why it's also a small scale up, but it's also a really good one. Is a PSA 10 is 250 to $300. So really good scale up, really nice. Um, anyways, that's basically it. Mewtwo GX from Hidden Fates, SV59. Yeah, and w- with all the reprints, guys, there's going to be a lot of inventory. So like we talked, I think we made up the same kind of comparison with, with the Charizard VMAXs and the shiny Charizards. When a set is brand new or reprinted, I think it's one of the best times to buy. Prices might be a little premium, but with the Hidden Fates reprint, the reason I like it is because this is when the cards are freshest in their condition. So you're able to get cards that are going to be as good as they're ever going to get. Because remember, the longer someone has something yeah. in their inventory, That's a good point. if they're not a good seller... The chance of it getting dinged up over the next 18 months increases every time, every day that it goes without selling. You know, they forget about it and they put it in a book and it gets smashed. It gets a little nick. They don't put it in a top loader. So get these cards when they're like fresh, super fresh. Yep. Agreed on that. That's a really good point to bring up. Uh, the next one here is Ho-Oh, Ho-Oh from Hidden Fates, SV50 at SV94. The uh, raw price for them is pretty steady. It's about twenty to twenty-five dollars, so not not too much um, that you guys have to do. But obviously, be educated with your buys. Look at the corners. Corners are a big deal on eBay right now. You can look at the card up and down, left and right. Centering looks good. Everything looks mint. But you get the card, and for some reason, they're always messed yeah. up on the corners. Small nick. Nicks yeah. on corners have been huge. I yeah. We said it earlier, but geez, I mean, that's what's gonna kill my. Uh, my Charizard submissions, which is why I'll probably get nines. Yeah, and that's that's what basically killed my you know my uh, Burning Shadows Rainbow Charizard um, from being a ten was just the nicks on the corners that weren't prevalent in the pictures or the ones that he sent me extra. But anyways, that's a side talk. Um, raw, like I said, twenty twenty five dollars. PSA was is about ninety bucks. Um, PSA nine is about ninety bucks, but a PSA ten. The prices are kind of all over the place. Some people are selling them low for PSA, uh, PSA 10s for 150, but there are some that are sold and completed for 220, 230, you know. And these are recent sales. We're talking about September. We're talking about like August time frame. That's a pretty good scale up for a 20, 25 dollar card. Getting graded in a nine, you're gonna yeah. make some money from that. Decent amount of money, but in a 10, you really look this card up and down, you know, and you you have a good eye for it. 150 to 230 dollars is a great scale up that can help you um, get into any other type of collectible cards that you want to get into. You know, personal collections, cards for yeah, you know, reselling, 
<clears throat> excuse me, reselling, whatever. Yeah. So that's Ho-Ho, Hidden Fates, SV50 out of SV40, uh, SV94. Now, the next one is a big, big, big sleeper. And there's not very many out there right now. And I would say jump on it at the chance that you can. But it's a Shining Celebi from uh, Shining Legends SM79 promo. So they used to have an old one back in the day. And this and that one sells for a crazy amount of money, right? And obviously that's probably out of most of our price range. And that's not the point of the Devoncourt segment. So this new Shining Celebi from Shining Legends SM79 promo. Raw, it's going for about 15 to 35 So that means we want to look at the $20 to $25 price range to get a good one. These ones, I've noticed there's a, um, an off-centering. It's up to the uh, top left of the card. A lot of them are like that. They're all printed like that for some reason. So when you're looking at the cards, make sure you be very careful of that because that's going to score you the PSA 9, which isn't that great of a scale-up. They're going for about 60 to $80. Doesn't mean if you hold on to it, it won't go up. It just means as of right now, where the market's at, PSA 9 Shining Celebi is 60 to 80 bucks. Yeah. But a PSA 10, PSA 10, $250. So think about it. That's like 100, 100 times profit. Yeah. It's if, a you lot. Bought it at, yeah. if you bought it at 25 bucks, you know what I mean? That's yep. crazy. That's a crazy amount of profit right there. Go look into it. Great car to pick up. Again, that's Shining Celebi. From Shining Legends, it's a promo SM79. Also, another thing too, we talk about centering a lot. I just I thought of this randomly. For Shining Legends, a lot of the Shining Legendary cards are off left to right or top to bottom. It's a it's a factory thing with that specific set. Yeah. So if you see these cards that are off center, don't go harassing the seller. Like your card's off centered. I'm not paying. A lot of these are just, they're just thin left to right or top to bottom. They just came out that way. Um, so you you really got to use your eye here and, you know, it's going to take some looking. You, it's not just, you know, like shooting fish in a barrel. It is when you get to that level. But with these cards, don't expect the world um, and take your time. You know, you need to add like these shining Celebes. If you're going to go look, add like... 10 or 15 of them to your watch list and then knock off the worst five and then take a break for a day or so knock off the next five now obviously someone could buy within the time you're analyzing but that's got to be your process if you're going to make the big flips it has to you really got to be like super super picky yeah absolutely i agree on that Going to the next one here, we have a little bit of a trend again, going right back into the Hidden Fates, but uh, Eevee. So for all all you big Eevee people out there, the Eevee Evolution people, Eevee collectors, it's a big community. It's almost like, you know, it's almost as big as Charizard and Lugia. I would say even just as big. Um, but a Hidden Fates, SV41 at a SV94, um, just the regular Eevee. It's not a full art. It's nothing crazy. Um, raw, it's going for 20 to $30. Pretty steady right there. A PSA 9 is not that great. In any EV evolution, any EV you get or EV evolution you get, you really, really want a 10. But it's not hard to find a 10 on eBay on uh, for these uh, evolutions. It's not. You're going to pay a little bit more because people realize what they have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most of the ones that, that are 10s, the person selling it knows it's a 10. 
Exactly. Or, or they, yeah. they've already judged it and they're like, and this thing is a 10. That's why, that's why you'll see like 40 EVs for like, you know, let's just say $20. And then there's that one outlier for 60. Right. That's where like your research has to come in and you have to go to the seller's profile, see the quality of cards that they're selling. Yeah. Look at their, uh, feedback score. And you can tell like, okay, this guy's a collector or a card seller. Who's like well-respected. So he's got a premium on his price because he knows he's got the best EV on the market. So sometimes you you do have to pay a premium, but it, it pays off. Right. It totally yeah. pays off. So the PSA 9 is, is only going for 60 to $70, right? So not that great. Still a little bit of a scale up, but not that great, right? Because you still got to pay the uh, grading, grading fee. But a PSA 10 is ridiculous. A PSA 10... For something that's not even a full art, it's just a shiny vault card. $150 to $230. And I'm saying that these prices are steady. They're, they're getting sold on the daily, graded yeah. for that price. Eevee is one of those classic characters like you know Charmander, Pikachu, Squirtle. Yeah, and it, He's and in that really same cool category. Looking, it's a really cool looking card because the shiny Eevee is like, is like white, silverish. Silverish, yeah. And so is the background. So he's yeah. kind of like all like mixed in and Camoed this looks out. awesome yeah <laughs> so it's a good looking card and all the ev fanatics out there they love it and they'll pay the premium price of 150 to 230 so there's a good big ev support out there huge massive so that leads us right into the next one again that was ev from hidden fates sv41 at a sv94 um the next one is glacian he is one of the the least liked ev evolutions least popular, i would say yeah, yeah least yeah. popular one it was newer too yeah but People still like him. He's still very collectible. This is the Hidden Fates SV55 at a SV94 um, Glacian. I got two. Raw. Raw. Jealous. Very jealous of that. I have one coming in the mail, though. So <coughs> that's good. Um, oh. But Raw, it's going about 15 to $40. So at 15 to $40, I would say you want to look at the, the 35 to $40 price range because the people who sell their, their EVs at 35 to 40 realize that that EV is very good condition. And yeah. I'm not saying disregard anything less than yeah, that. Yeah, if you you could find a $15 gem. Yeah. But but the chances are if you find a $15 mint versus a $40 mint, I more than half the time the guy selling the $40 mint is actually telling the truth about the condition. Right. And that's that's and he can justify his his yep. price. Yep, you know. And uh usually the Usually the ones that ask that price range are taking the best type of pictures as well. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're taking those primo pictures yes. that show you the corners. If they're the taking pictures with everything. the droid, just, del- <laughs> just- <laughs> I had to throw, I had to throw some shade at droid users. Yeah. If you got your little pixelated pictures, I'm not buying. I need something clear, good light, multiple angles. Right. Right. Uh, honest, honest yeah. pictures. Exactly. Cause I've been fooled a few times and I'm, I think I've made videos on my TikTok where I, I had a little more hopes on the condition of a card Wishful thinking been there, been there ended too. up getting me a PSA six. You know what I mean? Been so. there too, but luckily, well, hopefully, I don't, I don't lose out too much on it on that Rainbow Zard. Um, but a PSA nine, so a PSA nine from the raw price of fifteen to forty dollars, a PSA nine is going for hundred and forty bucks, and a PSA nine is not out of range. You know, if you're doing your research and you're looking at these cards and you're making sure they're quality, quality buys, that yep. PSA nine is not out of range. hundred and forty bucks. That's a, that's a good scale-up. Very good scale-up. But check this out. A PSA 10. $210 to $300. What? Yeah. What? Upwards of 400 too. I think that was one of the comps. 
that I had in my binder. It was a 400 with a line through it. So they took a best offer from 400, which I'm assuming is like 350, maybe. at least 300, yeah. at least. Yeah. So that right there is is an amazing scale up. Very, very, very good. Um, we're using the word again, but investing type of buy. That's, that's or a card you want in your collection. Yeah, that's a card that you want in your, in your collection because it's a fan favorite. It's, it's sought, sought after. after. Yeah, it's popular. It's shiny. It's everything you want in a card. It's a nice looking card. It's, it's full art. You know what I mean? It's all of it. It's got all the checks in the box. Yeah. Um. It's not just like, well, it's my favorite Pokemon and I think he's going to be awesome. It's like, no, everyone loves him. He's super rare, super popular, nice card, nice art in a good set. It's, it's a, in high demand. It's it has it meets all the criteria of something that you should have in your collection. So, all of these do so far. Again, that was a Glaceon. From Hidden Fates, SV55 at SV94. Go check it out. Very good pickup. Very good to have in your collection. But this leads us on to what I think the biggest scale-up for a card in the sleeper section. In terms of PSA 10. The biggest scale-up. Which is another EV Evolution, Leafeon. It's the Leafeon from Hidden Fates. Shiny, uh, Shiny Vault 46 through uh, so SV46 through SV94. Now, the raw price is a little bit steeper here, right? We normally talk about the 20 35 40 $15 price range, right? All that stuff. It's, it's a usually, big hit. It's usually where sleepers are at. But this one right here is a big, big hit, and the, the scale-up on it is massive, very massive. So we're talking the, the, the least amount that you can – the least <clears throat> um, price, lowest price – Leafeon you can find, $45. I'm talking about going on eBay and putting lowest price plus shipping. You're going to find a $45 one, and that one's probably really bad quality, right? But it doesn't mean you can't find a good one for $45. So keep your eye out. You're just going to have to sift. Yeah, sift and just look. Um, but it goes from $45 to $70 raw. That is, like, incredible. Like, I don't even know why people would sell them raw. Like. <laughs> Yeah. Just when we, when we get into the PSA, you're gonna be like, yeah, I don't understand that either. But again, like I said, you're gonna want to look in that sixty to seventy dollar price range for this card. That's because that's the higher end of the, the the price range, and that's where you're gonna find these um, better quality uh, EV evolutions because people know the EV evolutions just like they know with Charizards, just like they know with you know um, Pikachu's and they know with uh, Mewtwo's. A lot of the people who ask for those premium prices know that, okay, these are fan favorites. Let me look at the card. There's no scratches, no dings, yeah. no nicks, no whitening, no nothing. Boom. I can ask for that primo price of 60 bucks. you know? Yeah. So people people have done the research. People know. You know, they're not dumb. Buyer feedback, too, is one of the best ways to gauge if this guy's selling good stuff. If you, like, I don't know if we've ever talked about that. But when I, I go on eBay, have. when I go on eBay, I only buy from buyers that have 100% feedback positive feedback now i might be screwing myself out of a, of a few things but i like to buy from people that have you know 50 plus ratings at 100 percent feedback specifically in the card market you know if they're like a reseller who sells all kinds of items i'll look at their profile yeah if yeah. they have like random items i'm like mm, this might be hit or miss because he's not a collector right he, he might think mint is one thing but it's not my mint exactly um, exactly that's a good point good yeah point. and but then if I go to his profile and it's just tons of Pokemon cards and he's got hundreds of reviews and a hundred percent positive rating, he's been a member since 2014. I'm like, Hey, this is, this guy knows his stuff. He's knowledgeable. 
Now, if something goes sour, it looks like he'll honor a partial refund or a refund in whole. Looks like he'll they'll work a deal. But on the other hand, it looks like he's just selling quality stuff, and we won't even have an issue. That's that that's a big part of the game that we we forget to tell you guys. Because remember, you could have the best eye in the game, but you remember it, it's up to the seller to seal the deal and actually give you what they're advertising. You can't control that. Yep, I agree on that 100. Um, percent So the PSA nine price for this Leafeon Hidden Fates Leafeon is 150 bucks. Great scale up, right? Really good scale up. But the PSA 10 is where it gets real. PSA 10 is going from 300 to 400. And that's just average. There's people also taking um, Leafeons in a PSA 10 for like 500. Yeah. You know what I mean? 500 I was just the took best an offer. average of, of 3 to 400. Yeah. That's just just quick, quick brief look. But yeah. you could. I guarantee you if you had a PSA 10 gem mint Leafeon and listed it for 500 and walked away... You're gonna get in it. a matter of months, you'll probably sell it. Yeah, you're gonna get you don't, it. You don't need to take offers. You don't even look at offers. Just leave it. Yep. Someone will take it. Yep. So think about that. A raw card for sixty bucks to seventy bucks, and you are now making three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars off this one card. Mm-hmm. It is a crazy, crazy, crazy sleeper. Yep. It's not technically a sleeper. Because people know about it. Right. People know about it, and it's popular. Real Pokemon collectors yeah. know about this. But, you know, it's not, a, it's not a Charizard. It's not overhyped. It's not overly hyped. It's just priced at the right yeah. point because it is a collectible. And it's just, an, if, like we said, it fits all the criteria yep. to be an awesome collectible card for Pokemon collectors. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys... I don't, I, I don't think I make it obvious, but usually when the attention goes somewhere in Pokemon... I start going to other sets where the attention is lost. So I remember, yes, yeah. I remember, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? When, when Charizard from Champions Path was dropping, everyone was going after the V Max, and yes, I did too. I went, I went after the V Max, went after the shiny V. But what I also did was an off the wall move, and I went and picked up a Burning Shadows Charizard because no one was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And what do you know? I picked one up for four hundred and fifty bucks. It's unheard yeah. of. Yeah, that is unheard of. You know what That's I mean? That's crazy. When that card was selling for five, six hundred before Champions Path exist, existed. Now, did Champions Path drop the prices of uh, the Rainbow Rare Charizard from Burning Shadows? No, I don't think it did that. But what it did is it pulled the attention away, so there's less demand. So that means sellers are more apt to take lower offers because they're like, "Crap, I had this hot item. Now no one's or, looking or at it." Or they're trying to anticipate the market. Yeah, they're trying to anticipate the market, and they're like, "Oh." Another Rainbow Zard's coming out, and now it's a V-Max, so it's mine. better. I got to get rid of mine. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly what it is. So I do this often, and this is this is what's cool about these cards today. So all the attention is on base set. Everyone wants to be a vintage Pokemon collector this week. So you go with Modern, and you win off Modern. Yeah. And then when everyone's like, wait a minute, Hidden Fates, you're already stocked up. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go look at Vintage again, because everyone's everyone's eyeballs are over here. I'm going to go this way. Stock up over here while no one's paying attention. Next thing you know, Logan Paul is into, you know, who knows what. He's into Char... He, he realizes that VMAX Charizard exists. He probably doesn't even know that VMAX Charizard exists. He probably doesn't. And then he's like, oh my gosh, guys, did you know Charizard? He can turn into a giant Charizard and he's VMAX. And people are like, dude, you're like six months late. And now he's on this hunt yeah. for the world's rarest Charizard VMAX. You know what I mean? So... A lot of these guys aren't educated. 
that's what we're here for, guys. And you guys know your stuff too. So combine it, you know, put your attention on things that, you know, you got to get into what the hype is because that's how you make some of your money. But these sleeper picks are so important because, again, you're, you are picking spots that don't have a lot of attention and that's how you make money in six months. Right. And that's also how you can save money or you can turn around and, and put it back into, you know, an overly hyped card. Right. Yeah. So that's a lot of these sleeper picks I've bought personally myself. I have them like they're in my collection. They're going to get graded like um, the ho I have it. Eevee, it's on my watch list. I'm like, I'm waiting for the best one. Glaceon, have it. Leafeon, on my watch list, right? Shining Selby, on my watch list. All these things are my watch list, so that way, you know, when I get them graded and I turn around and I sell them, right? I can get back, you know, $200 from this card and get back $150 from this card and get back $100 from this card. That's right there is, you know, 450 bucks. Guess what? I have a Rainbow VMAX now that I, I didn't have before. And yeah. did, it, did it come out of my pocket at all? Nope. Yep. It was strictly profit from all these cards in the sleepers that no one was paying attention to. Yep. And don't don't get me wrong, people are uh, under we're looking at these cards. cards. You you guys are because you guys are familiar with Hidden Fates and stuff right, like that. But right. just remember, there's probably been about a million new Pokemon collectors injected injected into our, you know, community within the last week. And those are the guys that don't know anything. And all I'm saying is is before supply and demand gets out of whack with with its influx of new collectors, which is not bad. Just get this stuff, right? Like, who knows what Leafeon's going to be next year? Who knows what Glaceon's going to be? But as of right now, these it's insane. Like, I it blows my mind that someone will go buy a fifty dollar collection box at Target, right, right, instead of just buying a Leafeon for fifty bucks. And I, I know people are going to say, "Well, I enjoy pulling, I open packs, and it's fun." Blah blah blah. Right, but you know the guy at Vegas loves to gamble, and if he doesn't win, he can't play forever. Yeah, and a lot, and a lot, a lot, <laughs> so, of, a lot of these same people are the, are the are the people that are upset that they don't have enough money to buy, you know, ten champions play, path. Play the game smarter. Yeah, ten champions path lead trainer boxes at once. You know what I mean? Yeah, these are the same people that get that get upset about that kind of stuff. Yeah, play it's the like, game well, if smarter. If you would have bought the raw and you got you know yeah three hundred dollars worth of the stuff, you would have bought your ten champions path easy. Pokemon can become a very irresponsible habit. Or hobby very fast. If you have a stable job and you allot yourself, you know, 20, 30 bucks every paycheck to buy cards, that's great. Yep. But it is going to take you years to collect what I collect because I'm not, you know what I mean? I, I like to open packs, but it's mainly to have fun with everyone. Um, it's not just, I, I don't, I don't bank off the fact that I'm going to pull all my rare cars from cards from booster packs. That's just, that's unrealistic, and anyone who's been in the game knows it will take you years to build a collection even close to comparable as someone who just goes and buys rare cards. So, you know, we're very much hybrids. We open packs for fun. We hunt rare cards that we just know are, we're not going to pull. Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> it just doesn't work in your favor. Up, yeah, we've either opened up a few of those packs and we're like, wow, we got two full arts. And they may not even be like full art, full art. They might just be like a regular V, yeah. regular GX, regular yeah. EX, whatever. And we're like, wow, spent $50 on this box. Really fun. Really cool. Yeah. But I just lost $40. Yeah. yeah. Took the L. I'm happy about taking the L. But guess what? For $40, I could have went and bought two Ho-Ohs. It's like... And um, turned it into $300. It's like slots versus blackjack. You can't get good at playing slots. <laughs> 
You can't. <laughs> but you can get good at playing yeah, blackjack yeah, where yeah. you're like, all right, this is too much. I got to get out. Right. Or, hey, I'm going to take another hit. You know what I mean? Like, That's a very you good can analogy. get really good at blackjack to where you, you win more than you lose, but you'll still lose. Still, right, get, right. still gambling. Yeah. So that's why that's how I look at myself. It's like I'm a blackjack player. Like I gamble, but only to the point to where I know I can still turn it around. Slots, you're just pulling a lever and just praying. You know what I mean? Like this is it. I'm going in. <laughs> There's no strategy to that. Yeah, yeah. Blackjack, you got to have some skills. Yeah. Or like roulette. You know what I mean? Like you gotta I, have I really some, like that analogy. That's, have, that's really good. It takes some skills, but you're still gambling at the end of the day. Yep. So. All right, guys, uh, just to go over real quick, we got the Mewtwo GX from Hidden Fates, Shining Selby from Shining Legends, Ho-Oh from Hidden Fates, Eevee from Hidden Fates, Glaceon from Hidden Fates, Leafeon from Hidden Fates. That does it for Devon Core segment. I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed that and you guys go pick some up. Yes. Yes. We have made it to the end this week. The I know you guys, uh, for, ep- for at the end of the episode, we do Pokemon news, but this, this episode is an hour and 30 so if you've stuck around this long, we just appreciate you guys hanging out. Yeah. We're not going to throw any news at you this week. We're going to end it here. Uh, we really appreciate everything you guys have been doing for us. Keep tuning in. Keep participating in the contest. We're going to keep trying to think of fun, creative ways to have more fun and give away more stuff for you guys. So hopefully you guys caught the magic Pokemon cry this week and you participate by commenting on Devin's uh, last TikTok video. I think it was the one that says spooky on it. Yeah, it's got a big spooky thumbnail on it. It says find, spooky. Find the spooky thumbnail on his TikTok profile. Comment what Pokemon you heard today. Hopefully, if you're the first one, you're going to win this week's giveaway. And that sums it up for today's podcast, guys. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week on Episode 6 of the Poketower Podcast. Podcast. <laughs>